Hey guys, welcome to another episode. In this episode, we are going to do Q&A. So I always keep a list of questions, this time from a group of students who asked unbelievably good questions. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to be sharing them with you. In this episode, here's what we cover. The first question, how do we justify and create an environment that allows us to charge over $300 per session? In this question, my answers include the process of what it looks like to go from a first phone call all the way through a plan of care where a patient is happy to spend significantly more than $300 per session and why I believe most rehab chiropractors undercut themselves by manipulating their fee structure after that first session. The second question is, what are some niches that have grown or will grow in the future other than women's health or golf? I think this is an unbelievable question, and if you are a rehab chiropractor, you are going to love my answer. I believe that rehab chiros are supremely positioned for success, and I think, actually, the internet and social media is helping us greatly in this pursuit. So, hope you enjoy this episode. I think it's going to give you a lot of confidence, a little more clarity on what your process needs to look like, and why I think the future is so exciting for rehab chiros. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. Question, how would you justify your fee structure? I.e., what is the breakdown of your initial appointment, And how are you creating an environment in which the patients are willing to spend over $300? It's a great question. As always, we need to go back a little bit. The first thing that I would say, in many situations, we, because we're in it so deep, we obsess over this oftentimes even more than our patients do. Of course, there will always be people that will question your fee structure. There will always be people that won't see you because your prices are too expensive. But there are also going to be people that don't question you and are just willing to pay. And so before I go through, you know, the deep dive into how we justify it and I'll walk through that, you know, I think the first thing to look at is if you want to play the comparison game, uh, we're still really, really cheap I had a friend or I have a friend that I played golf with and he was complaining to me about his elbow and he was having some serious elbow pain to the point he couldn't even straighten his elbow. And he just mentioned a one-off comment that I thought was, was so interesting. He said, I don't really want to go to the orthopedist. What's going to happen? I have a high deductible health insurance plan. So he's going to, it's going to see me for three minutes And I'm going to spend $400 so that he can tell me I can't play golf. A lot of us are concerned about $300 for an hour appointment. But here, this guy, and he's right, is talking about going to the doctor. And the guy's literally going to spend two to three minutes with him to tell him that he's got tendonitis in his elbow and that he should take a break from playing golf. And they're going to bill $400 for it. And so I think if we look at the world around us, it's inevitable it's easy to see that our justification of price isn't that weird or awkward. You know, through some of the various business entities that I've been a part of and and some things that have happened, I've had to contact and work with lawyers as we all will. 
the last lawyer I worked with, it was $350 to $400 an hour. That was their billable hours. And you know what? Guess what I did? I paid it. I'm sure I could have bargained and found a cheaper option, but I have a hard time believing I was going to find someone who was going to be less than that $300 an hour mark. And so for us rehab chiros out there that are charging 195 200 225 as a professional, and you're wondering why sometimes you don't feel valued in the community, I think one reason is because you are so stupidly cheap. If you think that a lawyer or orthopedist, or they're going to charge $200 per hour, $250, I think you're crazy. And for you guys that might be in areas of the country that are significantly more expensive, I don't even think you have a choice. This is just the bare minimum to survive. For some of you guys, maybe in middle of the country who are in areas, I've heard stories, whether it's Oklahoma or Wisconsin, I mean, still the lawyers in town are not cheap. They're not charging 200 bucks. And so part of me, I don't even know if we need to overthink it. We can just look at professional services around us, see what they charge, and we need to be in line with that. Now, if you want to get the real Justin answer, we'll dive into that a little bit more. What is the breakdown of your initial appointment and how are you creating an environment where patients are willing to spend over $300? So I think we have to go back and look at it as a relationship of time and trust. The way we're getting people to spend over $300 with us is by starting the relationship by them not paying anything. And for us, if we know we're going to be a higher ticket item and we're going to be having people spend over $5,000 with us to get the outcome, which is an important point in this conversations, we're not really looking at the hourly rate as much as the outcome they're trying to get. We start with an initial phone call that could last 20 to 30 minutes. And right off the bat, that consultation, that phone call will be more time on the front end than any doctor has ever spent with them. And so all of a sudden, without saying anything, they know this is different. We've already established a, la- a layer and a level of trust that they will not get anywhere else. If you think for a second that my friend going to the orthopedist is going to spend 20 minutes on the phone speaking about his elbow with the receptionist, it's going to be, hi, how can we help you? Uh, hi, I'd like to make an appointment. Okay, what insurance do you have? We have an appointment at 2.30. I mean, that's going to be the conversation. As fast as you can get them on is as fast as you can get them off. We're not doing that. And then from there, in order to build another layer of trust, we don't charge them $300 to walk in the door. In fact, the first consultation, that discovery visit is free. Why? Because it takes another layer of trust after you just get on the phone with someone to actually drive to show up at our office. They're not paying with money, but they're paying with time. And so we're building another layer of trust. And so if that goes well and that's free, but they've given up time, then we ask them to commit to one session, one session only, where they come back for that evaluation and treatment. And so that's 350 bucks, 400 bucks around that. But think about it. We've already done a free phone consult, a free discovery, and now we're first time we're ever asking them for money. And at that point, we haven't asked them for a long-term commitment. We've asked them to do one session just to see if we're on the right track and see how we can help. And it isn't until that point, that time, where we are then asking them for a big commitment to help them get the outcome they want. But I think if you understand and see the buildup of that, it'll help you paint a picture of how we get them to the creating that environment where they are willing and happily willing to spend that amount of money. 
Now, one other point that I'll make, and it's a pet peeve of mine, and so please don't make this mistake. Something I've seen for really no logical reason is that people will charge, let's call it 300 bucks for their evaluation. And then every session after that is 200 or 225. And it's usually the same amount of time. And when I question people as to why they do that, they don't even know. Sometimes it's like, oh, the evaluation is more important. And again, I think we've sort of made this up because we could argue the treatment is more important, but that's not the point. The point is that if people are willing to spend it the first time and it's our time, we might as well just charge them that same amount the entire time. One of the tweaks we often make with people that come into our world in Cairo Biz 101 is just that. So I'm giving you the answer. Um, if we can just do that, if they're willing to pay it once, or they're willing to pay it multiple times. And so that would be a just a quick tip that could make you tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in the next year. I would not take your appointments and make them different prices. I absolutely would not do that. Next question. What are some niches you have seen blow up in most recent years aside from women's health and pregnancy? Great question. Another one I really like. And so I'm actually going to give you an answer that you're probably not expecting. The answer you are expecting is golf because we've seen that to be an unbelievably uh, good niche post-COVID. Many people are into golf. Uh, We know where to find these people. They typically invest in themselves and their health. And so golf is another really, really good niche. However, I was thinking about this the other day. I was listening to a interview with a entrepreneur and they asked him how he decides on what businesses to start. And basically he says he just scans the marketplace of whatever industry he's looking into. And then he figures out where the biggest problem or the hole is. And then he tries to see if he has the ability to create a solution. The example he used, which was crazy to me, he said, you know, there's a national uh, massage therapist shortage. He said, there's so many of these hotels, luxury hotels and spas that can't even offer massage anymore because they can't find people to do massage. So this guy was looking at the tech and AI to see if they could find like robots or machines that could offer massage therapy because it was such a big need in the marketplace. And so for me, I believe that as a rehab chiropractor, as a practitioner that is offering an incredibly high level of service, that is spending incredible amounts of time with people and actually giving a you-know-what about the patient, I actually think, done correctly, messaged correctly, we are the niche right now. Why? Because whether in the, if let's just say you're in the US or let's just say you're in Canada and you have some version of socialized medicine, or if you're in Europe and you have some version of socialized medicine, well, what does that mean? Healthcare is free. Okay, what does that mean? It means that if everyone has access to it, it's no longer a commodity and it means that the system is going to be overrun. What does that mean? It means the service level is going to go down. Well, what does that mean? It means that it's going to be hard to get in. You're not, you're going to be treated like a number. You're not going to get the care oftentimes that you need or as fast as you want. Well, look at the U.S. We don't have socialized medicine, but most places, every private practice, Cairo, PT, uh, is getting bought up or bought out by large hospital systems. So it's not government run yet, but it's similar philosophy. These big entities, conglomerates, are buying everybody up and they're basically taking the personal touch out of medicine. And so if that's the way the the industry is going, to me, the niche is to be the complete opposite. Because 
just because there are people in the world that will use that option, if it's 85%, it still means that there's going to be 15% of people that want something different, that want more, that want better level of service. And so the answer to the question is, I've been thinking about this a ton, is yes, women's health and golf, and you can pick another CrossFit, whatever like niche you want to speak about. But I, I'm bullish. I am so bullish on our model of care, this rehab chiropractic model, which to me, high level of service, giving patients who have failed other options something different, something more. They're just craving it. They're looking for it. And the longer this goes, the more it becomes conglomerate, the more big hospitals buy things up, the more it becomes socialized medicine. I'm not mad at that. I have no problem with it. It's just looking at the marketplace and saying, where is there going to be an opening? And I think there's such an opportunity and opening to kind of, quote, create that niche. So I'm unbelievably excited. I'm unbelievably excited. I think people, uh, many people know guys like Peter Atia, who just came out with a book, this Medicine 3.0. And there are a lot of people champion that champion our style of treatment and care. And so if you guys are getting out of school right now, or you're in practice and you're wondering what you should look at or how you should go about doing it, I think there's no better time to really lean into that high level of service, high fee for service, extremely high level of care, so that you are significantly different than the competition around you. Third question, thoughts on ways to save time writing soap notes. Is having a secretary or assistant present in the room to type while you perform treatments worthwhile if you are already established? So, If you are going to run a high volume practice where you're seeing four, five, six patients per hour, I absolutely think that's an unbelievably good idea to save you time because, you know, the note take, the note writing is, is brutal. I mean, it's, it's horrible and it, it, there's no really return other than making sure that you do it correctly. So you stay out of jail. But one of the things to recognize in the model that we have at Strive to Move or most of our clients utilize is that because you're charging higher fees, because you're spending more time with people, and because we're seeing significantly less patients, we have significantly less headaches. And so an unbelievably busy day for one of our providers is, thir- is sorry, eight patients a day. And that would be like working all day and night if they have a lunch. Our providers are completely booked at about 32 to 35 patient hours per week. And because we're one-hour appointments, that means 32 to 35 visits. And so that's only 32 to 35 patient notes. So one of the things and the values of charging people more money, spending more time, is that there's significantly less headaches. Not only are you, you have probably a third to a fourth to a fifth of the amount of patient notes to write, but also we don't need to hire extra staff just to dictate our soap notes because we're only seeing such a, such a little amount. And so I will continue to champion this model. I am not living in a world where I want more headaches. What do I optimize for? I optimize for more revenue and less headaches. And so one of the ways to do that is to drop your patient load, charge more money, and have less notes to deal with. And so I'm around a lot of chiropractors that are more traditional and they beat their heads into a wall thinking about how to see more people in an hour, how to extend the appointments, how to add rehab, how to do all of this, because they just need to figure out if they're in three patients an hour, they got to see four. If they're at four, they got to see five because insurance reimbursement's going down. They don't want to raise their cash fees and they're just busy beyond belief. And so they literally are running these, I don't want to call it a scheme in a negative way, but they're, 
they're bashing their head into the wall, not about giving more service, but how to give less service, how to hire more people, how to create more headaches in their business. And I'm just not going to subscribe to that. I just have no interest in playing that game. I still want to build my team, but not at the expense of the product and the service. Even in our coaching business, like I'll add more staff as they come, but I'm not doing it with a lower level of service. We're adding more staff to add a higher level of service, to add more touch points for people, not to spend less time with them. It's just not the business that I want to build. It might not be for everyone, but that's just the game that we've decided to play. And my last piece of advice for everyone here listening is, you've heard me say it before, I don't really care what you do, but you just have to choose. Because if you're going to get stuck in the middle between sort of high-level service and sort of low cost, you're going to be in trouble. I either want you to be high-volume, low service, bad service, lots of staff, lots of headache, deal with that because it's a decent, you can make money doing it, or go the complete other way. But just don't get caught in the middle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you.